Hi, everyone, and welcome to Live Your Happy TV. I am Maria Felipe, and I am so excited um, to be joining you with just another um, amazing guest on, on our channel. Um, I love doing these every month, and I love bringing somebody new, and Christians really has a good eye for um, bringing <laughs> us really great teachers. And he found this this gem, and I just really like her. She's very Aww. she's very spunky. Um, she kind of reminds <laughs> me of of like um, the Boston version of me. And <laughs> she is a spiritual mentor and a writer and a speaker. And her name is Karen. Is it Karen Kenny? Kenny, yes, yeah, Karen exactly. Kenny. And she is the founder of Fearless Flow. She has her brand, and she helps people get the hell out of their way. She says the word F, but I'm saying. <laughs> helps people get the hell out of their own way, which I love because it's, you know, my book is called Live Your Happy, Get Out of Your Own Way and Find the Love Within. So it's totally in alignment with my work. So I figured, hey, let's have her on. So yeah. Karen. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I've been aware of you and your sweetie um, as individuals, but I wasn't aware that you were together. And I'm so excited to like make that connection, have that aha moment. I love the work that both of you are doing. I have your, uh, we just talked about that. I have your book back here. I love it. Yeah. So it's such a joy and a pleasure to be a guest. So thank you for having me. Well, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. And I love that my book is such in good company with Gary's books because his books are so good. So <laughs> it's an honor. I have a ton of, actually, like my Course of Miracles library is huge, but most of it's downstairs. But I was like, oh, I have a few, I have a few up here today in case we need to reference them or whatever. But I definitely wanted to bring yours up here. So awesome. Thank you. Well, the first thing I wanted to get started with is when you say um, you help people get out of their own way or out of their way, what do you mean? I mean, I think for me, it's that <laughs> we're all. So I'm, I'm a writer and a, and, a, and a storyteller. And so as a storyteller, I love stories. And what I always say is, you know, stories are a total blast until your stories start telling you. And I always say, like, I love to tell stories, but as soon as your stories start to tell you that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not lovable, that you're a sinner, like whatever the, the crap is that your, your head is telling you, then uh, we're in trouble. And so one of the things I like to help people do is to, um, I talk about it like in a four-step process where we tell the story, right? We acknowledge, okay, these are the things I believe happened within this illusion or whatever. Tell the story, let go of the story, rewrite the story, and then go out into the world uh, and live the new story. And I think so often we do get in our own ways about these conditioned beliefs or these old stories we tell ourselves about ourselves our brothers and sisters, the world, what God is, who we think we are. And we're always just getting in our own way, all those barriers that the Course talks about, like all these barriers to our own awareness of love's presence. And so I like to kind of go in and help people remove the barriers and get out of their own way so that they can actually have, like what you talk about, like live in a really happy, joyous way and, and not this fake kind of, I'm just gonna fake it till I make it, but like really truly feel uh, aligned and connected uh, with your spiritual team, with God, uh, with love, and so that they can show up in a really helpful way so that they actually show up in the world as being helpful and not a hindrance. Yeah, and, and I love that you say feel. You know, you gotta feel your feelings. There's a part of my book that I actually say that, uh, feel your feelings, and the Course is teaching us actually to really go within and to heal um, 
you know, all that darkness to really go within and, 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 and feel, and you have to go through that kind of purge of all that, um, all that unconscious guilt that is within, which is relates to all the stories that we make up and, mm -hmm. and hinder us and our barriers. And so I feel like it's, it's important what you're saying. Cause I feel that some people just want to skip and not yes, feel the hot pot. don't want to yes. do the work. And they're like, Oh, I want to heal, but not really. Cause they just like, they just want to jump over and they don't want yeah. to feel their feelings. They want to just, you know, watch TV or, you know, not meditate or not do the work. So it's interesting. So I love that you say that the part about, you know, really going there and digging, digging deep and, and, and going, seeing what those berries are, rewriting stories. Cause I think that one of the reasons we suffer is because of, of the stories that we've made up that are not even remotely true, but they oh feel really, very real. Yes. Yes. And so one of the things I always tell my mentoring clients, you know, we hear it a lot, like it can be so easy for Course in Miracles people to do the whole, but it's not real. And I'm like, yeah, but you're missing the, the that level of teaching where it feels real to people. So I always say to people, yes, don't make it real. And j really just don't make it a big deal. This is this is this is just the human experience in the illusion is that we do feel separate and we do feel competitive and we do feel a little insane. You know, and, and one of the lines I love from A Course in Miracles where it says, forgive yourself your madness. And that's what it is. We kind of have this madness, you know, about us. And I think that until you, so in yoga, we often say, um, in order to heal, you need to feel. And it's like, so it's not skipping that important part of acknowledging your suffering. And, and then what I always say to people is just don't build an altar to your suffering. Don't set a plate for it at your table. Have the experience, acknowledge, yes, this thing happened, but, you know, Marianne talks about it. Um, my, my friend Marianne Williamson uh, once said this beautiful thing to me. She said, anytime that you don't drag your past into the present, you are reborn. And I love to think about that. And what so many of us do is like we carry this big bag full of our past and our history and our stories. And it's like we show up in relationships and then we're like, Hi, it's me, and here's all my shit. Here's all my stuff that I'm bringing with me. And it's like, oh, all set, no thanks. You know what I mean? So it's like our job to like come correct and really look at those places where we are hauling around these unresolved feelings. And once you actually face them and meet them head on, you can transform them with the help of Spirit, Holy Spirit, Jesus, whoever you consider to be, you know, your help is, you know. Yeah, it's so powerful. I love everything you're saying because I feel that, you know, we we, we make things, going back to the, what you were saying before is like we really make things matter. Um, and I talk about yeah. this a lot of like we make it such a big deal and we get transed out. And, um, you know, the spirit, it's very light. It's very flowy. It doesn't it doesn't make things so real, but the, the ego makes it very real and it feels real yes. because we're feeling it. Yes. Um, the story thing is really I, I identify with it, especially the relationships part, because you know, my, my biggest grievance in this lifetime and one of my biggest forgiveness lessons has been relationships, which yes. a lot of us um, could relate to. Yes. And one of them being, you know, I would get lost in my relationships, especially with men. I would make men my God. Yes. And, um, towards the end, I remember, you know, towards the end of my book, I talk about this of that I finally had a healing when I was able to do the work that you do, which is which is go back to my stories. And I remember that one day I was suffering on my couch and just thinking about this guy I was going out with and 
thinking about how, how am I going to text him? How am I going to get him to come over <laughs> after he told me that he wasn't good relationship material? Yeah, and yeah. I'm trying to get him over to my house. After, <laughs> after he's told you I'm no good, you insist, like, no, it'll be different. I'll, I'll fix it. Yeah, yeah, because we're crazy. Yeah, forgive yourself your madness because we're nuts. Yes, go ahead. This is Sorry. what we do. This is what we do. So I was like on the couch and thinking and blah, 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 and then all of a sudden I just felt so sad. I was like, why can't I have the opposite of this? Why can't I have the opposite of this stress? Why can't I have the opposite of feeling like I'm not worthy of love? Yes. Why can't this be easy? Like I feel like I'm I I, I feel like I, this doesn't come easy to me. This 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 thing with with having relationship and love in my life or romance. And the Holy Spirit, I literally I had like a, a revelation of just a, a, a inspired thought that said. You need to forgive. And you know, the course which we'll get into now, you know, we'll talk about forgiveness, but yeah. And I was like, I need to forgive and I need to forgive what? You know? And the voice and the voice said, You need to forgive your father. And my father had passed away from he he, he committed suicide when I was three months old. So basically I downloaded the seven step, it's called it's funny, it's called the seven step fearless process. So it goes totally oh. with what you with your work. It's yeah, it, was yeah. really, it was really the seven step forgiveness process, but we put it in the fearless chapter, so it's seven step fearless. And I had to do what you're saying. I went back in. I had to go back in time, and go back to the story that I made up about my father. I I made it mean that he abandoned me when he committed suicide. Yes. And then not only that, Karen, the voice said I had to forgive all the men in my life. I had to go back in time and forgive them all. And I was like, holy shit. That's a big list. That's yeah. a big list. How much time do we have? <laughs> so I went through every week. I, I, I picked, you know, every week, um, every day I picked a few, a few uh, men and every day I healed. And I went back in time of the story I made up about it. Yes. And then with Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit helped me to be able to rewrite the story. Yes. And to be able to see it differently. So it's kind of what you're talking about, which is really neat. And I feel that that. That process, even though it kicked my ass, yeah, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Yes. I was so tired. It was like having the flu. Yes. I feel that at that moment, Karen, I felt that finally I had had a healing happen of yes. where I was able to allow Christian to come in my life because there was no space for him and where I was before. His soul would not would not be with a soul like mine at the time that was so needy yes. and wasn't and, yes. and, and was looking for love outside of me and for him to complete me. Christian soul does not like that. <laughs> so, sure. so I needed to have like this clean slate and this self love yes. to be able to have such a beautiful spirit. Come yes. On. I so always say so to cool. my, my, yeah, I, I told, I'm hearing everything you say in loud and clear and I'm just like laughing. Cause I'm like, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I often tell my, my students or my clients, like, it's had to be full of God. It's had to be full of love when you're already full of shit. And so it's like totally being able to go in and however you describe it, like heal those wounds, let go of the stories, rewrite the stories. Like it's the language doesn't even really matter. It's just that you're actually doing the work. And, and that's forgiveness, this forgiveness task, this overwhelming task that you just described where you had to go in and do all that. Um, I had my own version of it. And my version of it is, is that um, my mom was murdered when I was 12. And 
um, she started coming to me in my dreams and saying, I've forgiven the man that killed me, now it's your turn. But I had no idea how to do that. And that's really eventually what led me to uh, Marianne Williamson and her book, A Return to Love, and then which led me to A Course in Miracles. And it was through that process of really like diving into that wound and figuring out like, wow, how do you forgive? You know, and look, everybody's got their story. It's not like my story is special, but something of that magnitude where somebody like is a little kid, you feel like you're, you were three months old. So you weren't able to process it at that time, but you still felt the effects of that, mm -hmm. that missing person and that loss. Even if another person came in physically to take on that role in some way, you still like, I just think that psychic wound that we have or whatever, you're aware of it. And so the power of A Course in Miracles was to be able to really reframe all these stories I had written about um, my mother leaving and the way that she left because it was so violent and brutal and her suffering. And I realized that like the only time that I suffer about my mom is when I think of her final moments of suffering. Otherwise, if I choose to place my mind where I want it, mm. which is the beautiful time I had with her in those 12 short years, then I am in a joyous state. And so, you know, when the Course says, and, and, you know, they say it in other disciplines too, like yoga and stuff, that an untrained mind, an undisciplined mind can accomplish nothing. And I always laugh and I'm like, no, it actually accomplishes a lot of suffering is what it does. Because if I can't control to place my mind where I want it, it's going to go willy nilly because that little ego is such a bastard. Like it wants you to feel separate. It wants you to feel small and scared and insecure and unaware of your own power. And so um, what a like a gift and a blessing. And I know everybody usually like has a, a story of how the course found them. I always say I didn't find the course. The course came to me and uh, totally radically, radically changed my life because it taught me how to change my thoughts. And it taught me that I had a choice about the quality of thoughts I was having. And, you know, to kind of go back to that feeling thing, like we are taught, you know all this, but we're taught that you know the world is the cause of our suffering um, and that we just can't help how I feel. How many times have you heard people say, but it's just how I feel, I can't help it, it's just how I feel. And I always try to remind um, myself, first of all, and then other people, it's like, your feelings are actually generated by a thought that you have. So if you don't like how you're feeling, choose a better feeling thought. And that's what I learned to do with my mom is I choose, you know, and I'm writing a memoir like you. I am I'm actually I'm a writer. And so I'm writing a memoir about my mom and that forgiveness process and journey and all that. Um, and so I have to think about those final awful moments. I've gone and seen the evidence. I've seen the brutality. I've, you know, I've held pieces of her teeth in my hands from the evidence room. And like, you know, I've placed myself there specifically, but. I did it out of love. Like I did it to be able to tell her story, but in a way where it's actually redemptive now, like it actually transcends um, the brutality and it moves into a place of healing. And so, you know, I just totally hear you um, about being like the willingness that it takes, the cards that it takes Maria to go and do what you did and to really face that, whether you were three months old or not, like that, I always say, like, as long as we have bodies, we believe that they're real. So there's this DNA thing where that's like a, one of those wounds. And then to understand like, oh, that that initial core wound 
has affected every other choice that I've made. Mm -hmm. So if I was abandoned at this young, like, yeah, I don't deserve much. So I'm just going to keep choosing guys. So even if they tell me they're not good relationship material, <laughs> I'm not going to listen. We've all done it. Raise your hand. So I just love that you shared that and that you have the, you had the guts or the chutzpah, the balls or whatever to go back and say, this is my work. Mm -hmm. This isn't for anybody else to fix for me. Like, this is my work. And that is about living fearlessly, which I love. Yeah. And, and it's, I think that, you know, it's true because I felt that at that moment, I, I, it's so unconscious. Cause I was like, forgive my father. I don't even remember him. It was like, I was three yes. months old. So it, the wound is so unconscious. And, but when I went back in time and I started to say the story, there was so much that came and all yes. these tears came and all this deep wounded sadness i was like what the hell is this like i had no yes. idea this was within yes. me so i'm carrying around that and not only that then going to all the other relationships and how how destructive they were how i really accepted um men into my life and i and i and i i mean it was just horrifying like the type of relationships i, I would have and i didn't realize it until i did that process but going back to what you're saying I feel that it takes something, you know, I just wrote an article on it that an article that really says that says basically the title is it takes something. <laughs> and I feel like this whole spiritual process of healing, like for instance, like what you did with your mom that, you know, a lot of people could relate to, especially I'm happy you brought that up because I'm sure a lot of people that are watching this, it's helpful to be able to hear your story of how you're able to see death differently. Yes. That's like a big thing. And I feel that, for instance, for myself, it's like I, I, you, you have to want to heal, period. And I remember when I was doing the process and I was crying every day and I was doing this process with men and it really took cojones, like you said, it really took yeah. something. <laughs> I remember when I was like, God, spirit, I just want to have love in my life. I want to feel worthy of having somebody in my life so I can share my life with my ministry with. And I remember spirit saying, no, you don't. No, you're not ready. And I was like, what the hell? I'm crying every day. I'm doing yeah. this work. Yes. But you know what? I love that spirit spoke to me like that because it kicked me in the butt. Because yeah. it's, I feel like I did want to heal, but not really because yeah. you still want to hang on to something. You right? want it, right, right. You <laughs> want it to, right. So whether it's <coughs> one of the exercises I do at my retreats where I ask people, you know, what are you getting out of being a victim? What are you getting out of not forgiving? Holding on to that grievance like a like a lifeline, like you, you can't let it go no matter what. Like, what's that about? You're getting something from it. And they get so pissed. They're like, what do you mean? And I said, yeah, you would think, because that's crazy behavior. You know, if you're drowning, holding on to the anvil or the anchor is not the smart thing to do, but it's what we do. And instead of choosing Holy Spirit and saying, please help me to see myself, this person, this situation differently, we're so attached to being right. So that classic quote from the course, right? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Mm -hmm. And most people will say both. Yeah. If they're honest, they'll say both. But it takes something. And I would say that, you know, looking back, you know, um, your father's death and my mother's death, that was a something for us. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for it. Like now, of course, of course, I would, I would love to have my mom back with me. Um, she was the center of my universe. I love of my life, but, um, 
from that initial loss, I had to start asking those big questions at a much younger age. Mm -hmm. And it put me on this quest for like, what's this all about at a much younger age? And I'm so grateful for that because I wouldn't have found people like Gary and Marianne and you and the books and like all the sub, the community of people who are not just trying to heal themselves, but heal, right? The consciousness, that one mind that we all share so that we can all go home. You know, yeah. and, it's, and it's really powerful. I'm so grateful for those experiences now. And I don't, I don't try to push it away. I don't push away the shit that's uncomfortable. I'm like, bring it because, you know, part of like fearless flow, like people always say to me, like, what is fearless flow? And I always say, well, the heart of fearless flow starts with that line of A Course in Miracles that says, if you knew who walked beside you on this way that you have chosen, fear would be, you would realize that fear is impossible. And so realizing that we don't have to do it on our own, we're not doing it on our own. And then another quote that really resonates with me that speaks to fearless flow is from a, um, a Buddhist teacher uh, named Richard uh, Ricard Matthew or something. And he says that like genuine fearlessness arises with the confidence that we can go within ourselves and find whatever we need to handle whatever is arising. And I think those are the gifts that A Course in Miracles really gave me was the understanding that what I sought, what I was seeking was not something out there, that mm -hmm. everything like the kingdom of heaven is here and now if I am just will receive it, if I am ready to receive it. And so like when spirit said to you, no, Maria, you're not ready. And it's like, <laughs> but look at all the tears. <laughs> I'm doing the work. But we really do have to do that deep cleansing mm -hmm on so many levels in order to really receive it. And so I just love that you're doing this work too and that you're you know teaching and trying to help people make their way because it's hard and it's really scary when you think you're doing it on your own. Yeah, and I love that you brought up our inner teacher, Holy Spirit, because I think that that is, you know, those that's the key for me, you know, to be able to live the happiness that I'm experiencing now has been to really develop um, an amazing relationship with my internal teacher. And yes. that's what the course is teaching us. You know, the course is basically teaching us forgiveness and the way to forgiveness is through Sp Holy Spirit and, and to really cultivate a, a relationship with that voice. And there's a beautiful um, lesson that's called I'm sustained by the love of God. Yes. And, and if, and if we are sustained by the love of God, I feel that bringing in spirit and asking for help is, is our duty. As, as teachers, as students, as whatever you want to call it, everyday people, is to really go within and ask for help. And I feel that I love how you worked with the process with your mom of where with spirit you worked out to see it differently. And you didn't do it by yourself. Karen, Karen, you know, you Karen, yeah. the separated self didn't do it by yourself. You had to bring in spirit so you can start to discern, hey, you know, this story is not true that I'm saying about my mom and this one isn't. That's what spirit helps us with, not us, the individual selves. Spirit helps us to be able to, to see it differently. And oh, yeah. That's the key teaching here, you know? Yeah, is to really be able, right. So that's what the miracle is. <laughs> you shift your mind from fear to love to put on, like I always say, I call it putting on your love glasses or seeing through a different lens. Because my, 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 my human scope, like as they say, like human eyes actually don't see. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So it's like looking for looking for that kind of omnipotent sight where it's like we've transcended the battleground. And that's what this is, really. I mean, this life can feel like such a battleground. And David Hoffmeister said something really fascinating uh, one time. 
in a video that I watched and, and he was talking about how it doesn't actually work to bring the course to this world and ask it to fix our problems in this world. It's about the transcendent. It's about bringing the darkness to the light. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And in the beginning, I think that's all we're doing. And we're like, you know, even with like when people talk about, um, law of attraction or whatever it's like oh i'm just gonna attract all this shit to me because i think i'm lacking because i feel like something's missing and i'm like just the very thought of trying to attract things to you from a place of lack is the problem and i'm just like so realizing that within us is such abundance and access to the holy spirit like what a gift that is i always say it's like being to tap into that part of your mind that's always in communion with god and it's right there. And I think what the problem is, is that we're not taught that. We're mm -hmm. not taught that as little people. That within us, we have a, like the bat phone to God. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. no, you got to go out there and you, you got to get all this external validation. And, find, mm -hmm. and, and for me, like a personal answer, like a personal uh, analogy or story was, I just remembered um, when I had turned... Uh, so 17 going on 18 and I had told myself because the guy that killed my mother went to jail and I was like, and nobody in my family talked about it and what had happened. It was like my mother disappeared overnight and that's where a lot of my suffering came from was her like disappearance. But I had told myself, okay, I'm 18 now. I'm going to, when I turn 18, I'm going to go to the prison. Now again, wrote a story. Wasn't sure if they'd actually really let me talk to him, but that was my plan. I'm going to go talk to this guy and I'm going to ask him, why did you do this? Why did you do this? And as soon as I know why, as soon as I get him to tell me what happened that night and why, then I'll be at peace. Mm. Right? So I was like, why, 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 why? So then I basically um, realized that, um, that that was going to be my ticket to home to have peacefulness. So right before, so it's, it's like I'm, I'm at BU, I'm at college at Boston University, and it's like uh, finals week. And I'm like, I've got one more test. I go home tomorrow. I'm going to go do this whole thing. And my boyfriend called me and um, he was acting really weird. And I said to him, what's going on? And he said, Paul, the guy that killed my mother, right, um, just hung himself in prison. He's dead. Mm -hmm. And I was like, shit. Because now my access to the answers out there, which I thought were my access to peace, it was just crushed. And I look back now and I think, oh, my God, like my spiritual team was always setting me up to stop looking out there, go in, go in, go in. And so that's what ended up happening is I realized that my peace didn't lie somewhere out there in men, in relationships, in other people that I had to go in and do the work. And um, and, you know, I mean, all the, the course is just like it's like having in the beginning a difficult to understand best friend but a really good best friend that just takes your hand and walks with you and says let me like as ram das says you know we're all just walking each other home mm. and i felt like i feel like that's what that's what this does is it just takes your hand so compassionately and mercifully and also jesus is wicked funny by the way uh, but you know walks you home um if you're willing if you're willing uh to do what's necessary to get there and uh not everybody is yeah it's true and that's why i i, I always say you know it takes something because like you just said willingness you know in my book i say big willingness and the reason yes. i say big willingness is because i just felt like the word was just for me i need i need a big willingness not little willingness i know that I think that Jesus is saying little willingness just to like, you know, not to scare us, but, yes. but listen, me, 
I need big, humongous, digormous willingness because, <laughs> because life sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was just going to go to what you were saying is that's what the course talks about and placing our value. So we place value on yes. outside of ourselves. So you were placing value on the situation with this person giving you this answer. You were placing your value, your peace outside of you. And yes. that's what we do, you know, and I just want our, our listeners, you know, our viewers to, when they see this video to see like, where are you placing your value? We're outside of yourself because that's what we do. We value how much money we have in the bank. We value that person that we're, we're with. Like, can they complete us? Or or we're valuing, you know, Christian's going through a situation right now with his website. He's valuing his website being launched soon. And, and it's like all this stuff, it just takes away our peace. So what the course is telling us is to bring us back to bringing, going within, like you're talking about. And 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 not valuing stuff for form any longer yes <laughs> with a with process it's a process and starting to focus your attention on god <laughs> uh, and recognizing that you've never left the mind of god exactly the point, you know so yeah the, se the separation has never occurred tiny tiny mad idea that you forgot to laugh at you know what i mean and what's so fascinating about what you were just saying about value is we're so nuts that it's like, we don't just place value on positive. Is he right there? Is that what you're looking at? Is he right there, your handsome friend? No, no, he's not there. I was looking at the time because oh. the clock is over. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, because I was going to say, oh, say hi to me. Oh. So um, we place value not only on good stuff, we place value on bad stuff. And it's like we place more value, meaning more power, on cancer to kill us or on this relationship to break us or whatever that is, then we do, then we believe in the power of God or Holy Spirit to heal us. And mm -hmm. so we, our value is misplaced all the time. And I see it too with people who like, they have plenty of time to suffer, but they don't make time to meditate or pray. They don't make time for the daily lesson, but they have, they put enough value on their misery so they can go drink wine or get shit face or numb themselves, whatever their favorite form of numbing is, food, sex, shopping, porn, Facebook, doesn't matter, right? But we yeah. put plenty of value in those things rather than just getting to the cause of the problem, which is we believe that we are separate from God. Mm. And it's like, there's so, like what you said, it's like, if we could just place as much value on removing the barriers that we've created to love's presence, if we put enough energy on that, our lives would all be so much different. And I can just speak for myself is that my joy, like I'm an annoyingly happy person and it's not fake. Like I really wake up because I, my first priority in the morning is alignment with the divine. It's like, I get online with God. I get online conscious connection to my spiritual team. I call in Jesus and Holy spirit. And I say, you guys are driving, take the wheel because if I'm driving the bus, we're in trouble. <laughs> be willing to ask like a hundred times a day. How about this? What do you think about this? Like always checking the quality of my thoughts, the quality of my words, the quality of my actions. And are they in alignment? Because if they're not, I'm just going to suffer. And, you know, the miracle workers prayer, like I'm here only to be truly helpful. And, and that's what I want to do. Like you, like that's my desire. Like I'm almost 50. The time I have left, 
like I just want to be helpful as a like I just want to be so helpful while I'm here, you know. So <laughs> well, you you definitely be very very helpful in this interview. So we thank we you. thank you for that. And um, just to wrap it up here is one of the things that I'm hearing while you're speaking is um your um, uncompromising practice. So you're practicing, yeah. and I think that uh, if if any if 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 anybody gets anything out of this is is to really practice and that's why we're talking about you know live you're happy live fearlessly. Yes. it's really practicing constantly you know what thoughts are you choosing you know are you calling holy spirit in or what are you valuing are you valuing something outside of you are you valuing god so it's constantly you know are you forgiving you know because you want to forgive even if you don't want to forgive so that's right <laughs> it's like constantly in practice so i feel that the reason that you're so happy which is which I feel that I am as well in my life. And it's not cheerleader happiness, you know, it's, yes. it's, it's really, and it's because I feel like the happiness I feel is more consistent. Um, it's not up and down. Like before it was based yeah. on external things. So on Monday I was happy. And then Tuesday I felt like shit, but now <laughs> I feel like happy, like all, you know, and, a, and a pretty much um, every day, yeah. of course I have my days, especially sure. with my hormones right now with my yeah. pregnancy. <laughs> um, but other than that, I feel that the course says this, Happiness is our function and happiness is our inheritance. Yeah. So that means that if it's in our inheritance, it's like in our DNA, it's what we are. It's, yes. it's who we are, regardless of what's going on in form. And that's why, you know, abund true abundance is recognizing that you are as God created you. You know, that's what abundance is. Yes. So I just, I, I, if, if there's anything that I want anybody, everybody, anybody take from this is, is to a couple of things that we've gone over and you can also refresh if you want. Cause I like sure. people to leave with little nuggets. One is what we've gone over is, um, you know, what story are you telling yourself, you know, and is it coming from Holy Spirit? Or is it coming from fear, you know, and, and kind of get that in check there. Also, what are you valuing? Um, you know, and how and how and how are you doing your forgiveness? Like you were able to forgive your mom, but you brought Holy Spirit in to help you with that. Um, what else did we go over today that that, we, you, that you feel could stand out to help people? Yeah, I mean, I think what you were just saying is so important for me. It really <coughs> is asking that, not being afraid to question everything. And that question of, in this moment, am I being, with my thoughts, words, and actions, right? Am I being a host to God or am I being a hostage to the ego? Like, how am I showing up? Because, and what are the quality of my thoughts? Because if you are choosing the ego as your teacher, then the whole experience is going to feel like a prison. And if you're choosing Holy Spirit, then everything just gets to be a classroom. And in the classroom, we're just experimenting with each other. So it's like cut each other some slack, man, you know, and Tim's story. I don't know if you know who Tim's story is. He's a he's a guy who teaches in L.A. And he said something the other day that made me crack up. And he said, you know, as people are on their journey, on their spiritual journey and they're growing, just allow them to suck once in a while. And I thought that was so funny. It's like, just accept where you're at. And when you're ready to, to, when you're actually ready to be happy and to let it go, ask for help. Like for me, it's like asking for help all day long, but also at some point, and this is where the practice, the daily practice comes in that you're talking about. That is non-negotiable for me. Um, first thing in the morning, daily practice, get my mind right. Um, but something that Ken Wapnick said was about talking about like, if we always just keep asking Jesus for help, if we keep looking up to him as this unattainable thing, like help me, help me, help me, we actually don't ever grow up and step into our power. Mm. We actually, our job is to become like him. And that's the work is to actually become like that. And so that you can then help and heal other people yourself, which is really powerful. So. 
I mean, I think we hit on a lot of great stuff here. And I think, you know, information lands in different people in different ways. So they'll extract what's, I think, with the Holy Spirit's help, what's necessary for them. But thank you so much for having me and getting to talk with you. It's been such a pleasure. And I really, I, you know, you've been on my uh, radar for a while. So it's beautiful to finally be able to connect face to face, you know? Yeah, it's beautiful to collaborate. And I feel that, you know, there's there's a lot of very popular teachers that everybody know about. And then there's, you know, there's us that are just getting out there and we're, you know, we're growing and learning. And it's just, it's nice to hear other other teachers, other perspectives. And I feel yes. that, you know, you you have so much knowledge about the Course in Miracles. You, you, you know, you you hit forgiveness right on and you understand, you know, it's, it's themes. So I feel that it's just yeah. beautiful to have you because now people get to hear you and, and, and yeah. where you're coming from. And I feel that, especially with how you were able to get over your mom's death, I feel it's just very helpful for people because death is such a, um, you know, a big topic in this, in this cluster fuck yeah. of a world. Um, I can't believe yeah. I just said that. Yeah, no, trust me. I, I have been, I have been, I am such a potty mouth, the Boston potty yeah. mouth. I have been refraining so hard trying not to channeling it through me. Try not Can to drop stop that. <laughs> but I, I just want to finish on this. I thought it was so fascinating. Alanis Morissette, <coughs> I know you know who she is. She has a she has a song called Thank You. And in there, there's a line that landed in me so strongly the first time I heard it. And it said, how about not equating death with stopping? Mm. And I realized like, oh yeah, like my relationship with my mother goes on. And, it, and before the course, I never would have been able to understand because time and space dictates that when the body falls away, that's it. And so um, it's just been a beautiful opportunity to say, like, like I joke, like some people will say, oh, my relationship got better, you know, after they passed away. But my, mine has just continued and I've been very blessed. And, and I just want to also acknowledge what you were just saying that, yeah, like in this day and age, especially with marketing and websites and Instagram followers and how many likes, it can be really easy to miss some gems and to not know that there are other representatives, um, you know, other uh, teachers of God, other miracle workers who have a voice and have something to say, and they're valuable, and they're delivering it on a, a in a way that's very like for me, it's very down to earth, blue collar approach because I want everybody to be invited to the party and not feel like, oh, I'm not smart enough to get this shit. Like this is too much, and it's like, no, 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 spend some time with it, find teachers, read Maria's book, you know, and just know that there's ways to access this material that can land in you. Um, that makes it just a little more uh, easy to digest and stuff, you know? Yeah. Thank you so much. You're a, Karen, you're like a Boston spitfire. <laughs> I, can't wait, I can't wait to share this with everyone. You've, you've been just such a joy to join with. And again, I'm so happy that Christian opened me up to, you know, speaking to other teachers and collaborating more because yeah. this is such a real treat for me, you know? Yeah, me such too. It's really fun. It's me. like finding long lost, you know, friends or siblings and you're like, oh, we speak the same language. This is like so cool, you know? And so I can't wait to share it with my people too. And so once that link is ready, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll spread the love. We'll get it out there. We'll spread the love. And there you go, people. And I, I, Karen has is onto something there when she says there's a lot of gems out there. So um, you know, it, it, it's true. There's, there's a lot of people teaching that are very good and they're, you know, they don't have a million followers, but they're, yeah. they're very good. So, um, that's what we're also trying to do here is just get the word out of like, you know, yes. everybody, let's all join the party. We're all ultimately teachers of God. So yes. All right, Karen, thank you. Thank and you so much. And, um, both of us, it's exciting because we're both on the happy train. 
So, <laughs> choo choo. <laughs>